Hello that record got me high listeners, you might have seen this, from our first season, discussing a somewhat difficult to find, try YouTube, album at the very top of our most listened to episodes, there's an explanation for that, SoundCloud has no effective procedures for monitoring bot activity, and once bot activity is detected, no recourse for the hapless, paid, in full, user of SoundCloud Pro, so, Thanks to some Middle Eastern IP addresses trying to get us to pay for listens, our least listened to episode has become our quote, most listened to, unquote, episode. There's no reason to not listen to this one, as it is a rocking bikini kill CD, but just know that we now have over 150 other episodes available for your listening enjoyment. Thanks for your attention. You can support that record got me high on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash trgmh. Live taping, uh, um, open the door real quick. People, live people, make noise real quick yeah, so they clapping. know there's people. There's people, well, there's people clapping. We'll, we'll just, it's okay. There they are. Okay, yeah, that's beautiful. It. And we have uh, <laughs> Thank our... Thank you. Awesome. And we have a special guest. This is, that record got me high, by the way. That's Barry Stock. That's Rob Elba. And our very special guest today is Mr. Chuck Livid. I am so sorry that I'm about <laughs> to ruin your show. <laughs> no, yeah. it's going to be awesome. No, thanks, thanks for having we'll, me, We'll guys. take care of thanks that. Don't worry. The main, th- the main thing that I want to try and do is not call you Chuck Loose, because I keep right. wanting to call you Chuck Loose, and I that gotta call you Chuck Livid. That yeah. happens more often than you think. All right, yeah, so... But uh, the f- here's, the qu- here's the thing. He actually is... He showed up on time, so he can't be Chuck <laughs> Loose. That's true. <laughs> Good I, one. I have, a, I have a vehicle that runs on gas, <laughs> and... Uh, yeah. All right, so what are All we right, doing today, Barry? What, on Chuck. what uh, record are we well, doing? Well, here's let's describe what happened. So, okay, yeah, let's tell. Uh, we, First uh, of all, yeah, okay, go ahead, go ahead. So let's Chuck, we're doing. Chuck, we wanted to have Chuck on the show, or we wanted to, I don't know, Bogart off of his celebrity, and um, <laughs> this is livid. We're still talking about livid, not yeah. loose, right? <laughs> it's a big audience outside, as you can see. Right. <laughs> so um, we said, why don't you have a, you know, he, we told him to pick a record, and, and of he, course, since Chuck is a Millennial, yeah. he can't pick a record. He can't do right. anything you ask him to do. Correct. So we came up with six records uh, that got him high. Right. Uh, he which, came funny up... enough, none of which you guys had heard of. But yeah, no, oh, that's wait, 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 That is not wait, true wait, at wait, all. Wait, yeah. you I'm, had kidding, hot, I'm kidding. He had Hot Snakes. Yeah. You had The Queers. Yeah. Um, you had, uh, what else Mud did Honey? you have? Yeah, Mud Honey. Well, yeah, Mud right. Honey. Well, so you had six. Yeah. But he also had in that list, which was surprising to me, he had... Who? Uh, Nirvana? No, <laughs> no yeah, that no, wasn't surprising. Not, You're a millennial. Surprising. Of oh. course you had Nirvana. Right. Of course. <laughs> Bikini Kill. You had yep, Bikini Kill yep, on the list. Yep. So he decided right. to do a poll. Like, oh, the train coming by, too. Oh, yeah, we have, yeah, we have the bright line. Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. By the way, we should say where we are. We're at uh, Laser World. We're at the Laser World. This is Fort in Fort Lauderdale. What's the address here? This is like... Nine hundred one Progresso Drive, Drive. Fort Lauderdale. This is quickly uh, turning into like uh, the like a, a CB. That's uh, like a CBGB's of Fort Lauderdale. There without, you go. Without all the punk shows, right? Without the <laughs> which is kind of weird, bathroom. but yeah, and right. without all the cool people too. But so <laughs> let's redirect. Let's redirect. We had the list of records, so Nirvana was on there, and then also Bikini Kill was on there. Right. Right. So Chuck did, did so, a poll, did a quick so poll. So in, right. in my very millennial tech-savvy tech ways, which, yeah. which really confused Rob, uh, <laughs> I did a survey, put it up on Facebook. We started getting answers, and then the company that does the surveys are like, hey, the first 40 responses are free. 
Yeah. But anything after that, you got to pay Call for some it. Money. And it was like a hundred bucks, and I'm like, I'm not paying you a hundred dollars. <laughs> you know, uh, so, so actually, it down pretty quick. No, we got the votes. It was very close, but the tiebreaker was actually the folks at Sweat Records in Miami. So I went in there, and it was like a full staff. You know, and I'm like, all right, guys, you're going to break the tie. Right, and it was Nirvana or Bikini Kill, and they all voted for Bikini Kill. Yeah, all oh, right. So that's except for about. except for Steve Toth, he wanted uh, like Elton John uh, or some of shit. Co- of course, yeah, of course right, he right. did. All right, now this this is was interesting to me because it's interesting to me that you because the whole idea of this is that you're going to pick a record that that just means a lot to you and that meant a lot to you. Right. So it was interesting to me that this record, uh, Bikini Kill. What is it about this record, and what was it about this band that grabbed you? When did you, uh, when did you discover them? First of all, because you were, did you discover them right when they came out? No, no, no. How many questions are you going to cram in there? (laughs) Let the guy talk. Okay, so no, I actually uh, first heard Bikini Kill my freshman year of high school. So it was way after this came out. This came out like '92, I think, right, uh, or '91 or something. The first. Wait, tell us how old you are. Uh, I am 36, Barry. Okay, that's uh, just baby. Just, yeah. So yeah. 20 years ago, I finished uh, high school. I was going into high school, something like that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so, but it's a really funny story with this particular record because there was a girl in my high school, which was obviously, like, there weren't a lot of punk kids in my school, right? It was oh, like, I was like the leather jacket wearing dipshit in Miami, uh, you know, all Aww. summer long. Uh, <laughs> wearing a leather jacket. Wow. Um, but this girl, like, she was really timid and shy, and she obviously wanted a break. You know, she wanted to meet me and talk. And we both did zines, which was really interesting, but we yeah. never really spoke to each other. Right. All she knew about me was that I like Sonic Youth. Yeah, right? Yeah, okay. So uh, she came up to me one day, and she goes, you really should listen to this band. They have a song about thirst and more. Right. And, uh, and you know, we kind of... Uh, got together over that. That girl's Christy Rhodes, which is now a famed, uh, you know, uh, like queer feminist activist, writer, artist uh, oh, nice. up in New York City. Um, and she's like awesome. Such a name dropper, by the way. <laughs> right. Well, there's, there, there's a really good reason for this because, in retrospect, this album is responsible for a lot of stuff. I met my wife through this girl eventually, you know, I've, ah. all that. So, so really, Bikini Kill. In a lot of ways, made me who I am today. Wow! Awesome. Well, that's a, that's a that is a good story. That is a good but, story. But musically speaking, um, you know, I was I was a typical like dude, you know, into music. Like I was really into punk rock and all that. Um, What's the year? What year is this now? This was like ninety six, oh, okay, ninety seven, okay. somewhere around there. Okay. Probably right. ninety six. Right. Um, and and I wasn't enlightened with you know uh, female anything with right. music you know I was okay. I was very I was yeah I was a teenage kid I was like oh, yeah. yeah she looks pretty hot and and right. that was kind of a dipshit response uh, yeah. but they really opened up my eyes in the sense of you know uh, females leading a fucking great movement you know well that's awesome. That is great. awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's a legitimate make story. Fun of you about it. Yeah. it is a legitimate. Because all of our stories, we're we not used to, just to that. Bullshit. Yeah, we just make make up shit. Um, <laughs> oh, that, yeah, was, that Barry, was entirely made I up. I have a feeling, <laughs> Barry, you're you're probably the same as me that that you knew of, you, you knew of the band and you knew of Bikini Kill and some songs, but you never you didn't really know that much about them. In no, the 90s, probably Rebel right? Girl, and that was probably right. the extent of my exposure to them. Right, right. And so this is uh, this. Uh, Going into this record now, when Chuck said we were going to do this and and listening to it a lot, I it was really my first time being exposed. Right, um, and it holds up. Oh, it, it, it absolutely holds it up. Holds it up definitely amazingly, holds up, and it was yeah. much better. I'll be one hundred percent honest. Much better than I thought it would be. Right, and also I didn't realize how many people really love this band. And my daughter, my older daughter Corey, who's like thirty, she's going to be thirty-one out of nowhere, which she usually doesn't make, uh, you know, doesn't talk about anything that I do, have any interest in anything I do, out of the blue says, oh, I'm so mad I can't come down to see you guys do, because she lives in California, I can't come see you guys do the Bikini Kill thing. And I'm going, like, what? Do you even know I have the, that I have a podcast? And she's like, yeah, and I love Bikini Wait, Kill. Wait, so did I, did I make your relationship with your daughter that You've much made better? it that much better. Yeah, I have That's a... Good. Okay, yeah. You, I've got no, something to hold up. The fact, <laughs> so I didn't you, know that she was a big uh, Bikini Kill fellow. They were plotting outside. That's great. <laughs> So I didn't know that, and, and I was shocked that she was interested in anything that I was doing at all. So that was, um, yeah, so that was really cool to know. And she's, she was excited that we're doing it. She asked me, are you guys, like, live, doing it live? And it's like, no, you're going to have to wait to hear it uh, tomorrow. But, um, 
Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's it's it was <laughs> it's a powerful record, man. And it and, is powerful. And I'm but uh, but also it's like it's <laughs> it's gonna. I feel like just us talking about it is gonna is gonna seem weird because it's like dudes. Oh, it's talking dudes about talking about like one of the most awesome feminist bands in existence. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think I mentioned something about that. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I, was, I may have brought that up. You yes. know, my, my initial reaction at Sweat when the girls and Hey, Steve are we going to get a, said uh, some women on kill. the podcast? No, no, just be us three. <laughs> Chuck, we'll have Chuck. <laughs> yeah, right. I am. I, I cover that. Uh, no, uh, I was like really excited. I'm like, man, yeah, you know, that's a great record. And then I was like, but I'm probably not the person that should be talking about this record, well, man. Well, it's too late. <laughs> we're yeah, gonna do it. I'm we're here just now. Gonna do it. Yeah. No, no, no. Listen, but the, the people out there. Uh, Mitzi, Gail, I would say at some point, if you feel like you're being mansplained to, just yell. Knock on the window. Yeah, and yeah. yell mansplaining yeah. and let us know, and we'll stop. <laughs> we'll try to stop. Give us the we've high got, sign. Yeah. The middle finger got will the, tell us. We've got the, the mansplain sensors in because the house. it's probably going to happen. I mean, right. uh, how can we? Yeah. I, don't, I don't think so, man. I, no. Look, I, I love this record. This record uh, meant a lot to me. It changed my perspective, too, on... Uh, how music should be played. And there's an interesting thing about Bikini Kill, too, because they themselves saw themselves, uh, I think, more as activists than musicians in a yeah. way. And uh, and really, you know, all the guy bands that had done that, that, that I kind of knew about at that time, they were really bad at it. You know, like, bands <laughs> right. like, like Propagandi was, like, to me, was always, like, real, like... Never, sorry. Never heard them? <laughs> nope. It, it's, a, it's a Canadian like. Can, oh, there that we go. can be. You're right though. That can be really bad when when bands try and be activist and political if they don't also have good songs. Right. Yeah. And if, right. if they don't, this then came, the this whole thing is going to fall apart. Bikini Kills music came from a place that's true, and that's why it holds up. Right. And, and it had great it, songs. And those songs are as relevant today as they were back in '91. Yeah. Know? And it's uh, good stuff. And I and I also have to say, all right. So real quick, uh, obviously, Bikini Kill the. The main, uh, the singer is uh, Kathleen Hanna, which right. anyone, if you haven't seen the documentary, there's a documentary called The uh, Punk Singer. Yep. Uh, that's really good. It, you can watch it, it for uh, free on YouTube. Don't pay for it. There'll be... Well, maybe pay for, maybe, God forbid, someone in the band would get money from it if they paid for it, Barry. I doubt they're getting money from uh, these YouTube videos. <laughs> that's right. true. Let me just clarify. He's a socialist. Um, <laughs> and you got... Uh, uh, who else in the band? <laughs> you got to put my glasses on. A Trump voter uh, over here. Toby Vale. You got Toby Vale drummer, who is actually an awesome drummer. Yeah, she's yes, a great drummer. Much, I, yes. I think she's almost like the secret weapon in the band because For sure. uh, yeah. she. Uh, 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 if somebody and somebody we know, they just walk past the window. Great. <laughs> uh, Kathy Wilcox, bass guitar. Yeah. And uh, we have a, a token dude in the band. Yeah. Right. Billy Karen. They talked about Billy in the punk singer. She said, well, we, we auditioned some, uh, some female guitarist, and we just couldn't make it work. We couldn't find anybody, so we got him to do it. And, <laughs> yeah. you know. And it obviously worked. The chemistry yeah. of the band worked. Right. And the record we're doing now is actually a compilation of the first two things they put out. They right. put out an EP, right. and then they put out a split record with um, Huggy Bear, a band called Huggy Bear, yeah. right? And it was like a split album. Which, which, to be brutally honest, out of the two, I prefer the first. Uh, Production-wise, oh, okay, the second okay. one gets a little kind of experimentally and stuff, uh, and we can talk about that later. But yeah, uh, yeah, that's why we're here. Yeah, right. Uh, I yeah, figured I could see that. I could see you liking the first early yeah. stuff because Chuck's really and, and surprisingly too, Ian uh, McKay uh, produced it. He recorded it. I don't know if you guys knew that. Oh, yeah, I did not right. know I that. Saw that. I yeah, saw that. he he was he engineered and recorded that release. So that, that's like a cool little tidbit. I didn't know that either till actually I was. Taking notes and looking, listening to his record again. Um, right. but yeah. That is cool. Yeah. All right, so let's get let's get into the record. Start talking let's, about some songs. Start talking right. about the songs. There's on a lot the to talk about. Oh, look at Rob Budowski just Rob walks Budowski's in like he here. owns the goddamn Jeez, place. Just crazy. walks in. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> we're the Jacuzzi Boys, man. <laughs> yeah, right. All right, so Jacuzzi the boys, first Jacuzzi uh, Boys are not coming tonight. The first song <laughs> is a song called. Double Daria. Yeah. Double Daria, and the opening of this very I don't know now. Really? (laughs) The seat or you, Rob? (laughs) I get it. The the opening line of Double Daria, we're Bikini Kill and we want Revolution Girl style now. Right. So they set, they throw down the gauntlet right off the bat. They throw down the gauntlet. But the the way she said that in her delivery, to me, was very, the first thing I thought of 
was uh, X-ray specs. Yeah, right. Polly song called right. Oh, oh bondage up, up yours, yours. Yeah, where yeah. she says uh, some people think little girls should be seen and not heard, <laughs> right. but I think oh bondage. Another up that's yours. another great fucking and band, it's man. Great. Yeah, and it's great. Obviously, yeah. she was um, influenced somewhat. By, there's a uh, lot of Polly there's Stryker. a lot yeah. of that in there. Uh, yeah. A, a ton. Right. Yeah, Once right. you hear it, you won't unhear it. Once you're right. like, yeah. Oh, ah, X-ray specs. That's what. Right. This and funny like. enough for me, at that age, I had heard X-ray specs. Oh, did you? Yeah. Look at you. Yeah, yeah. Look so, at, so look at it was little Chuck, little. Uh, well, that was you know that was punk rock, little. That was punk don't rock. Be condes- don't be condescending. Right? <laughs> I can't. I can't help it. Hey, you want the? It, do you want the youth listeners? I think I'm out of that demographic at this point too. Yeah, by the way, you are. Yeah. You are. Thirty six. <laughs> I think it goes up to thirty five. It's like <laughs> twenty two to thirty five. Um, so what she's doing in the lyrics of this song, she is their man. It's their manifesto. Um, I got a proposition. Goes something like this: Dare you to do what you want? Dare you to be who you will? Dare you to cry right out loud? You get so emotional, baby. So she's, uh, you know, obviously tuned into the um, the patriarchal structure of our society. <laughs> oh right? yeah, yeah. And now you hear it now, Chuck. As a young male, when you're hearing this the first time, is it getting you like? Because I would, I would think this is really uh, this is something great for a for a girl, for a young girl to hear. Just basically, you know, some right. badass punk singer, you know, telling her to, if, to if, be yourself and if, do what you want. If I were female, yeah, it would it would have a total. That's why I felt weird about doing this whole thing because it's a very different <laughs> meaning for me. Um, but sure, shit, you know, like if. Uh, but it still had an effect. But it still had an effect on you, and it, it the effect resonated had, with you. The in effect some it way. had on me personally, as as a, as a man was, or as a boy. That you were a boy. Yeah. Uh, You're was, barely a man now, right? <laughs> Again, with the condescension. <laughs> it's is, my coping. It's is, my coping mechanism, yeah, yeah, Barry. Yeah, That's yeah, how yeah. I cope. Uh, for me personally, it was the, the music I dug right off the bat. Right, like I, it was yeah, powerful. Right. There's very few records that have that. They capture you right off the bat right. and, and kind of hold you. I agree, totally. Um, I agree. But it also showed me at the time, like, wow, there's actually women that do this. Like, this is, you know, because it's, it's, it's a dude-dominated thing. It's always been, you know? It's, right. it's always about well, men. Punk, yeah, punk rock was definitely... You watch those punk rock documentaries, and a lot of it's... My, my wife is nodding her head. It's like, oh, they're going to talk to Thurston again. But nah. the, right. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> You know, here's Henry. Um, so don't you talk out of line. Don't go speaking out of your turn. Got to listen to what the man says. Time to make his stomach burn, 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 burn. And we know that it's anger to make his stomach burn with that angry feeling of, oh, she's, she is talking out of line. She's, uh, she's not going to just, <laughs> right, suck, right. you know, she's not going to take it anymore. Which apparently from things I've read made some guys angry. Like, like there, were, there were a lot of punk fans that didn't like Bikini Kill at all. Right. They were pissed off and they're like, who, who is this girl? Who the well, fuck listen, is this girl? Well, listen, it was a very threatening thing to a lot of guys, man. Right, you right, know, you're right. hearing a band that will kick your ass. Today's equivalent, by the way, is a band called Gloss. Uh, which is there you go. Yeah, they're funny. Which are which are like transsexual or non-gendered people playing music, and it's the same thing. Like if you right. like if you look at the lyrics, it's the same exact thing, and it's one of the best hardcore bands you will ever hear in your entire life. Like hands down. Well, that's great. It's awesome, but in a way, it's sad because it seems a lot of this when I'm when I'm, when I was reading the lyrics, you realize this this record was written in the early '90s. And a lot of things haven't come no, that far yet. Yeah, right. Like oh, that's still, right. It's, yeah. it's still super Which relevant. sucks. But you know what's weird, too? Researching this record now, and, and I mean, I, I hadn't listened to it in a while. Um, but looking it up online and seeing what people thought about Bikini Kill, it's very weird because the current, uh, I don't want to say, I, I definitely don't want to generalize, but what, the, what I, I was seeing was a lot of people that are progressive in the movement now kind of don't like Bikini Kill too much, which is weird to me, because it's like, dude, this was... It's messed up. I think, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's a lack of perspective. There's a, there's I think a, so. And, and it's a lack of perspective. And, you know, it's, but, and it's kind of ignorant. I feel like it's ignorance, because I may have, um, I may have thought the same thing. Oh, these are, it, it, was, it was just kind of a riot girl right. poser thing. But when I actually dug in a little and read the lyrics, and I said, oh, no. Okay, well, you know, that, that also kind of... like real, and it was... And it was 
important stuff to be saying at the time. Right. It actually affected a, a lot of girls in a positive way. And, and in a very general, uh, like just looking at music generally, uh, the Riot Girl label, I think, uh, even though they they were totally it, right? They they made that. Right. It ended up getting taken over by something else. And, well, and, always and, that. Oh, and it was like kind of like the equivalent of grunge, you know, like like yeah. uh, just the label of music. Yeah. Right. Uh, by the end of the day, somebody else was playing it that had no anything. Yeah, it was like, right. you know, it was like hey, models. Let's make, and, hey, let's make a grunge record. Right, exactly, <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, I, I produced, you know, I don't know, fucking Elton John's last record. I'm going to keep bringing up Elton Boy, John. When, <laughs> it's going to be Elton John tonight. Well, whenever, so basically, usually <laughs> when, you, when you try and label something, put a label on something, you it, end up ruining it. And right. you end up, yeah, it gets... Stuck. And in a lot of ways, that, I think that ended up happening. Uh, Courtney Love... They had a huge beef, oh, my Kathleen God. Hanna and, and Courtney Love. Well, I don't think it was a beef. I think Courtney Love just punched the shit out of her for no, no reason. Right, no, she did, but it was, yeah. Kurt, you know, Kurt, Kurt was friendly with uh, with Kathleen Hanna. They were really good friends. a lot of boys from the from And then the out of nowhere, gallery. you know. Yeah. But she kind of took that label that and took, cool. went somewhere cool. else with it, you know. All right, so let's go to song number two is Liar. Courtney, Courtney Love is usually so measured in her responses. I know, that was so <laughs> unlike, that was so unlike Courtney. Conflict. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she's probably just having a bad day. Yeah, right, right. Like All every right. other day. So let's go to Lyra. Right away, we're, she's uh, pissed off at a very identifiable and a deserving target. Right. And I feel, I'm telling you, I feel uncomfortable even talking about these songs and the lyrics. Whatever, but... we got to do it. We got to do it. <laughs> All right, so read the lyrics. Just don't say that anymore. <laughs> just keep going. All right. Betty's got the back of her dress all ripped out. Mama's got her face muffled, twist and shout. You're a liar, 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 liar. You pants on fire. You profit, profit from the lie, you profit from the lie, you profit from the rape lie, baby. Eat meat, hate blacks, beat your fucking wife. It's all the same thing. So she's talking about a very specific... <laughs> but, very okay, specific. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that the first couple of lines of this song are remind me of um, Sex Beat by Gun Club. So, Betty, wasn't there? Wasn't that the first one? Went over my head, I don't know. No? What about you? You going to help me out here with Gun Club? Yeah, sex beat. Um, Betty's got a something, something, something. He's got a line on her lips. He's got a line on her lips, yeah. yeah. Jed's got a monkey shine on his head. Mary Lou's got You're a tiger your, in her hips. I, I can't connect those two things, Barry. I'm sorry. You're on your own. <laughs> You're on your island with that one. All right, there you go. <laughs> and I'm a millennial. I don't know anything, I oh guess, Barry. God. Well, I guess we're going to have to uh, do a gun club record for you. All right. <laughs> I'm going to give you the homework of listening to Gloss, and I'll listen to Gun Club. Okay. You, they've got a record called Miami. So there nice. you go. And, and also, uh, towards the end of the song, or in the middle of the, uh, she starts saying, all we are saying oh is big, <laughs> give peace a chance. Whoa. And then there's screaming, there's and it's terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Legit, <laughs> terrifying like, Not yeah. like screaming like somebody fake screaming. Like exactly, somebody yeah. Like yeah. shit. And, and it's screaming and it's for scary real. scary and terrifying and effective. Very effective. Right. Yeah. It yeah. Is. And, uh, and it's sad when you think that this song was written in 1992, and it could have been written... Yesterday. Yesterday, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Or worse yet, so that's today. Because yeah, we haven't, right. progressed. We haven't, we haven't yeah. progressed much. All right, so let's some move of on. Us, some of us haven't progressed much. I think that's true. Been, that's the thing. Some of yeah. us haven't. Right. Obviously, been, these three these three gentlemen here, enlightened gentlemen have. Yeah. I try. Like some of the, I'm looking out now, like, Tim, I don't know. I don't know about Yeah, Tim. he's all right. No, Tim's Tim, okay. Tim's okay. <laughs> Tim gets a pass. He's wearing a bikini kill shirt. Yeah, he gets yes. a pass. He, Tim's okay. All right, so uh, song number three, we got Carnival. This song, I'm going to come right out and say, this song is is a dad's worst nightmare. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, the uh, giving Carney's head? Yes, me and Barry both have daughters, yeah. and it's a... And yeah. it, but I'm hoping, well, I'm you know, thinking... So one of, okay, one of, hold on, hold on, stop for one second. You want to know what the real nightmare is, is that I have very close relatives that are Carney's. <laughs> I have first cousins that are carnies that of work course you do. and have been multi-generational carnies. Awesome. In, I used to. What, I used what to, city uh, in Florida do they live in? Sarasota. No, Tampa. Tampa. I yeah, used to. Florida. I used to work. <laughs> I used to work as a uh, photo developer at Eckerd's in Sarasota years ago. Oh wow! And we used to get all the rolls of film from the carnies from when they'd get back home. So oh, all the, the, you know, Ringling and all that shit was in Sarasota. Oh, they're hiking. So. Imagine Dude, me shaking my head. Some of the worst group sex. No, it was horrible. Oh. Horrible. So that's right. what this song is about. 
<laughs> I can I, relate with this song. Let's just put it that way. I, yeah. It's true. It is the part, true. She starts out, this is a song about the seedy underbelly of the carnival, the part that only the kids know about. Um, this is a song about 16-year-old girls giving Carney's head yeah. for free rides and hits of pot. I want to go, I want to go. If I, I'll win that Motley Crue mirror. Oh, that's the best line in the song. <laughs> they used to have these mirrors of like bands that oh. you, that you throw like um yeah, you never win. balls or something. No, you and, never win. Oh my god. But so, gonna lose twenty dollars while I'm there. See the girl with the feathered hair, yeah. wearing plastic and not real leather. Boots go way up to there. Yeah. So <laughs> You know, she's saying this is the a song. The lyrics take on a whole new creepy quality when Barry. When Barry sings them, yeah. yeah. This okay, is this is a song about the seedy underbelly of the carnival. I don't know that it's actually just the underbelly of the carnival. It's just the carnival. Yeah, it's it is. Everything girl, involves. Stay away from the carnival, yeah, girls. Good, don't, you yeah, don't need to go to no. the carnival. Only so. men go to carnivals and only men with, you know, strict moral convictions. Are they, are they mansplaining censors out here? No. Can we, can no, we no, say no. that? No. All right. Just don't go to the fucking carnival. Yeah. They've given up on us, I think, at this point. So we move on to... My favorite song by Bikini Kill. Go ahead. Say it, Chuck. I can't. Suck My Left One. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> it's, a, it's a crowd favorite. Yeah. Yep. Uh, applause out oh, there, this is, dar- this is a dark... Oh, it's going to feedback. Can I just say yeah. that... Other record that Chuck picked was from um, Pink Lincolns, and they covered that song. I was gonna, I was gonna oh, get really? into that. Thanks, huh? thanks, Tim. Thanks. Tim ruined that for me. But Stealing yeah, Chuck Whatever, with thunder. Was a, was Jesus that was Christ! That was you know, good. I take back whatever I said. He isn't cool. No, oh, Tim <laughs> is very cool. Please get out of here. Oh, that's awesome! I didn't know that. Okay, that's weird. My, that they my favorite, it, my favorite, my favorite, no, my second favorite seven-inch of all time. Okay is a Queers Pink Lincoln split, and it was a live record, and uh, Pink Lincoln's covered the song. So I had heard the song before I had listened to actually Before you Bikini discovered Kino. Oh, wow, that's right. pretty cool. That's right, cool. so that was kind of like a cool... Uh, that is awesome. Back. That is. This is a dark song. Uh, Daddy, com- Daddy comes into her room at night. Really? He's got more than talking on his mind. So, I mean, we, we know what this song is about. Uh, Mama says, you have to be polite, girl. You have got to be polite. Show a little respect for your father. It's like, no, don't show respect for your father. Um, yeah. Wait till your father gets home, and then she just goes, fine, fine, fine. And yep. it's like, oh, this song. This must just, have been horrible for you two. It, it, right, yeah. Me and Barry uh, both, both have, have daughters. daughters. It is. It's hard It's hard to, you know, but, but you know. Because that know, happens. She, I mean, she, that's a thing. This shit happens, When yeah. she discusses this song, though, she said she kind of wanted to turn it so that it was more, like, how are we going to be more... Um, twisted than even the material of the song, and that's why um, she's talking about uh, her, the thing with her sister. I think is that what yeah, right, right, oh, right, right, right. yeah, verse. that's right, yeah. Um, so suck my left one is yeah one two three four <laughs> suck my left one suck my left one, <laughs> which know? which apparently I also heard came like a thing that's sort of like a uh, wrote a put down that she would say you know someone yeah, you want yeah to right, write, right to go. Fuck off, she'd say. Uh, right, uh, suck my left one, which I'm going to start saying now, and in, uh, in just Has general, a totally different general conversation. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to adopt it. Yeah, have you um, heard Rob say that thing? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty-seven years late, but I'm going to start using it. Right. All right. So now we go into the next song. is called "Feels Blind," and uh, this now we start to get a little more uh, poetic, it, it, a little right, more, uh, right, like spoken word ish. Right. Yeah, which is for this part which is of the jarring. Record. It's kind of jarring in this song. All of a sudden, it gets a little more poetic. And she says, uh, "It starts out, all the doves, all the doves that fly past my eyes, have a stickiness to their wings. In the doorway of my demise, I stand, encased in the whisper you taught me. How does it feel? It feels blind. How does it feel? Well, it feels fucking blind. Uh, this what is a, this is a really good song. This song, uh, it's just a really good song. Right. It is. Right. No, I like it. I see. I don't think you do, though. I think you're saying that, but I think as young, I, I like think the young Chuck song didn't grab on this a, record. Did you really? Do you really? Okay, I do. All right, I believe that you. wasn't maybe my favorite one right, when I was, right, right. you know, fifteen, sixteen. But sure, it's right. A good song. But to me, this is like a very self-aware, revealing look into uh, into the the man's world. You know, a right. so-called like man's world. And um, yeah, I, yeah, it, yeah. The the lyrics are really good in this song. They're very raw 
right. emotionally raw. Right. Whereas the other, some of the other lyrics, and are it gets more, more like that the later in, and then it wasn't until like about the third record that they went back to actually having like compositions. Uh, it, it got a little weird there for a little bit, right? You know, with them. Okay. okay. So yeah. I'll have to take your word for it. But uh, as woman, she said, as a woman, I was taught to always be hungry. Women are well acquainted with thirst. Well, I could eat just about anything. We'd even eat your hate up like love. Yeah. And this is like a really, it's a powerful thing. It's about girls that strive for. Yeah, but is she talking, you know, I attention, always to, even if it's bad attention, like, like to get attention. But is she, you know, we discuss on the podcast a lot. Is she talking about a specific character or is she talking like, is this autobiographical or is just this a, um, is this a general thing? So, you know, we, we do talk about, okay, like we were discussing the DK's record and Jello and how he hates everything, but there was a lot of those. We said, okay, there was a specific person this oh, was right, right, about. Right, yeah. So do you think this <laughs> that is That you a, know for sure. That, that wasn't... Uh, that well, wasn't, I mean, that, you know, he seemed to have loathing for this specific individual in a right. fairly de- great detail. Right. So I'm wondering if this person is, you know, is this... Uh, um, you know, it's funny. It's funny that you're saying this because uh, I'd never really delved as deep uh, into these <laughs> lyrics as you guys have. Um, it's crazy, but I've right? always taken it as as a lot of it, like you know, at least eighty percent being autobiographical. Yeah, I would think so. I think so you know, too. Yeah, I, I, I there there is so. there is kind of like that. You know, musicians, songwriters tend to always any writer really, umph their right their whatever they're they're covering or doing. Uh, I've always taken it like at about an eighty percent, which right. is scary as shit. But, you <laughs> well, know. especially stuff like this when it's oh, power- yeah. when really powerful. Yeah, and totally. stuff. Yeah, I think it is totally. All right, so let's take uh, let's take a little break. We're at the halfway point, so let's take a little break. We will uh, refresh our drinks. We're at Laser Wolf. We're live. We have people. Have, have everyone fallen asleep out there yet? You're not yeah, asleep right. yet, right? Yeah. No, you guys totally okay? Right. Yeah. Right. So we'll right. be back in a minute. We have bottle right. service here at Laser Wolf. <laughs> We here at That Record Got Me High would just like to thank our long-suffering and extremely generous sponsor, Is This Tomorrow? Is This Tomorrow provides high-quality comic entertainment on topical subjects that you'll recognize without any undue effort. So check them out at isthistomorrow.com or on their Facebook page where I'm not going to read that long address again, so just you're going to have to look it up yourself. Is This Tomorrow? All right, Hi. we are back. That record got me high. That's Rob Elba. That's Barry Stock. And, and I'm Chuck Levin. Chuck yeah, Levin. we're talking about because three dudes talking about Bikini Kill. That's right. <laughs> Lots of uncomfortable silences. <laughs> All right, so this is the... Uh, now, we're up to the last song of the first... This, this record we're right. doing was a compilation, so this was actually the last song... It's two records, Of right. the first EP, which is called Thurston Hearts a Who. And this Heart's is... Uh, who. It, it's almost like n- not a song. It's not a song. It's a, right. a spoken word reading of a review... Of uh, Bikini Kills music, right now, Chuck. So you said was this was this your was first? my introduction to Bikini Kill. So Christy Rode approached me in high school, and she's like, "Look, they have a song about Thurston Moore from Sonic Youth, <laughs> and we're you know bestest friends now. I love her to death." But at the time, I was like, "What is this?" <laughs> you know, right? Yeah, and, yeah and, it's definitely weird. Right, but right. It's, but it's cool. But it, all right, so it starts out. If Sonic Youth thinks you're cool, does that mean? Everything to you. If you think Sonic Youth is cool, and you think that they think that you're not that cool, does that mean everything to you? So uh, this song, I, I well, song. I'm, I'm going to call right. it a song. Right. It's but, a track. Yeah. And it's actually, I think it's, uh, I, I think it's cool because I think it shows their sense of humor. It definitely right. has a sense of humor right. to oh, it. Oh, totally right. But it is also saying something. It's saying something about, about. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, about, you know... Sonic you Youth cool? was the currency of cool. Oh, in they were, right. Oh, yeah, and, right. And in a way, they still right. kind of are, you know? Yeah, right. nah, not, not, not so much. Not anymore. Not anymore. Well, not since Thurston did that thing. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> that we all know about. Yeah. Right. And, and yeah, so it's played over... Uh, they're, they're reciting the song. They're playing it over, and uh, they're reading a review. Right. Uh, and the drummer, the drummer uh, Toby Vale, said that... 
Whenever anyone played New York, everyone would talk about Ken Thurston coming to the show as this idea of, of that's how your band becomes c- cool. Right. If, like Kim and Thurston comes to your show. So I don't think it, I don't think that it was meant as necessarily a diss against Sonic Youth. Oh, not no, at no, all. No, no, not no, at no, all. No. no. It's Kath- more, Kathleen it, Hanna was actually in the Sonic Youth music. Right. Video. Right. But it's more Later, talking yeah. about the. Uh, you know, people. Sometimes people in punk rock worry so much about authenticism. You know, and, right? And being authentic and liking the right bands, and, right? You know, and not being able to like these bands. And that's one thing I really got from this band, Bikini Kill, was that she was. Uh, I don't think Kathleen Hanna gave a shit about any of that. I no. think she just wanted to do. I never got that impression. Yeah, she wanted to do whatever she wanted. She wanted right, to wear yeah, for sure. Right. Whatever she wanted to wear, and you know, if you don't like and, it. And suck my left hand. Right, basically. Left, yeah, right. Left one, sir. <laughs> left, left one. one. Whatever. I, I, uh, I think it's implied. It worse. <laughs> and it's kind of interesting because, I mean, I don't know what... I could totally be talking shit here, but I don't know what... Um, no. <laughs> looks like a Laser Wolf has These, hired a, uh, a window, hired a window yeah. cleaner. Defogger. Ian Wetland, the photography. It's kind of hot in here. Out. It's kind of hot in here because I'm in the got, room. Seems like people need to have their windows wiped here in Florida. And he's got. Hey! He's doing a great job. So, yeah. He's writing it. So, um, but it's kind of funny because if you think around this time frame when, all the, when this record got released and what was going on, Ian McKay actually played guitar uh, on a Sonic Youth record. Oh, dirty. He did? Yeah, he played. Which, funny enough, he said he would never play on a major label album, and he did. Uh, <laughs> it was released by Geffen, Youth on? Against Fascism. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, so he played. He played on that song, but this is all around the same time this record was being put out that he had engineered, um, and later on, you know, Kathleen Hanna's in a Sonic Youth video. Who is this so. again? How are you Talk saying his name? Talk conspiracy theory. How are you? How are you saying? I his say name? Ian Mc. Is it Mackay or not McKay? It just sounds. Uh, I think it's uh, pretend- It sounds so pretentious when you say. I had a. F- well, it's, <laughs> it's because it's Mackay. It is Mackay. It's because right. I it bring. Sounds, but when Chuck says it, it sounds. I bring especially a certain, pretentious. I bring a certain gravitas <laughs> to the word. I guess Whoa, I don't Jesus know. You do. All right. Speaking of speaking of Chuck and uh, me, me the, the, the next song is called White Boy. Uh, this song way. was about Rob, actually. Uh, no, this song has the most infuriating intro of uh, that oh, yeah, it does. Oh, fuck. of a bro of just this douchebag bro guy talking about how most girls how girls ask for it, and you can tell this isn't like an 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 actor they hire. No. Oh, this is the one where like they, they like it. Yeah. That line. Yeah. 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 This yeah, is yeah. Mazel's. I don't think it's a problem. Doc, you know, it's a cinema verite. Just turn on the oh. tape and see what happens. I don't think it's a problem. Most girls are asked for it. Um, yep. And she's like, oh, how did they ask for it? You know, the way they act, the way they... Well, I can't say it's the way they dress because that's their own personal choice. Right. So if he, like, gives yeah. them that, that's right. their own personal right. choice. But, but then... some of these dumb hoes, those <laughs> slut rocker bitches walking around the street, they're asking for it. They, they may deny it, but it's true. So number one, who raised this, who raised this thing? Who raised? Who is raising sons like that? How, Chuck, old, you was, have a son. how old was Donald Trump Jr. On this <laughs> <laughs> so number one, who is raising? Who raised this? And two, can I please beat the shit out of yeah, this no, kid? Because yeah, it's not going to help. Unfortunately, oh my god, That's you know, really but, but I, I, I don't. I mean, I'm sure you guys dealt with shit like this. I mean, I grew up. Yeah, I was in bands. Yeah. I was I was in a band back in the '90s, and the uh, one of the members was like, I started a band to get laid. Really? And I'm like, yeah, and I'm like, really? Because that's just not... That's, yeah, that's I, not a... I didn't come into this for that, but sure, okay, guy, whatever, you know? Well, you know, people ask me, like, why, don't, why I don't like or listen to Leonard Skinner, and it's, I say it's because I grew up next door to Leonard Skinner. <laughs> <laughs> did you? Proverbially, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up in rural central Florida. Right. So, you know, yes. Yeah, but you was... also had Tom Petty, man. Come on, you know? Dead silence. I know. <laughs> oh, okay. What does that even mean? Barry knows something I don't. I guess. No, no. Uh, I it's just, know. it's just you know, th- these kind of guys are. Unfortunately, enlightenment usually does not occur no matter what happens in Central Florida. <laughs> in general. All right, so, all right. Yeah. I feel like we're digressing a little too much. All right, but let's get right. back to the song because she says in the song, she says, "White boy, don't laugh, don't cry, just die." And I, you're right, because Chuck, looking back, looking at, um, if you look at videos and you read comments of people now, some people still get, take offense of her saying, you know, things like, 
it, like she's inciting violence against men or something. So yeah. like, but yeah, it's good. like, no. Fuck them. Yeah, right. <laughs> fuck this kid. Fuck this yeah, kid. Yeah, right. If you're coming from die, that, you go die. fuck yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah so right. fuck right. you. Yeah. I'm so sorry I fully if support I'm, that. And she says, I'm so sorry if I'm alienating some of you. Your whole fucking culture alienates me. I cannot scream from pain down here on my knees. I'm so sorry that I think. So she just lays it out like, you know. Dude, it's amazing. It's amazing. It is. It is. She was uncompromising. Is uncompromising. Right. But this was just basically, you know, in your face. And that's why people found it so... You know, some people found it so problematic because it was like, well, she just took all this ground that she's not going to give any of it back, not right. one inch. And I'm going to blow your minds, okay? All right, I'm here blow we go. your minds as the millennial <laughs> the way, of the group. Can I just okay? mention Chuck Livin is wearing sunglasses inside? We're inside. I had a I had a cataract <laughs> surgery. All right, go ahead. Recently, good. blow our minds now. Oh well, before I do that, Larry David had a, had a little thing where he goes, "You know what kind of people wear sunglasses indoors? What <laughs> assholes." <laughs> So yeah. just letting you know what you're getting into here. <laughs> okay. I, you know, um, you, you didn't know. need to tell us that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Blow her mind. Go ahead. Blow All her right. mind. So oh, I, that wasn't the mind blowing thing. <laughs> no, that was part one, that was part A. There's a subsec is Charlie Pickett here, he's an attorney. He knows how this works. <laughs> um, no, the uh, Kathleen Henna has, has managed to not only blow fucking minds in the bikini kill era. But years later, she formed a group called the Tigre, yep. which was like electronic, like synth, like fucking rock type shit. More, more, yeah, I got yeah. some attaboys from and outside there. Dude, that's just as fucking mind blowing too. Like True. it's super activist, like in your face. Yep. And um, yeah, she's never fucking weighed, man. She's she's yes, that's great, real deal. All right, it's we got deal. it. We, next song. Moving right along. This is not a test. I like the song. Yeah, and and I feel like this song is kind of like an answer to the previous song, to, to the white boy song, because she's like, uh, you don't make all the rules. Yeah, I know what I'm gonna fucking do. Me and my girlfriend's gonna push on through. We're gonna right, stomp girl, on gonna you. Yeah, stomp on you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But then she laments, "I'm fat. I can't sleep. There's something. There's something. Someone following me. Yeah. I'm fat. I can't come. Come. You're so blind. You don't want to see. You're fucked. I'm not. I love the floor tom snare. Yeah. Going along with the. This is not a test. Let's begin. This song is so good. Yeah. It's a great yeah, track. It is. And yeah. and uh, yeah. And there's something to be said. I'm sure some people would listen to, especially early Bikini Kill, and just say, "Oh, that's just like a punk." You know, it's just like like people that could barely play their instruments. But it, but it's not. It's, it's not, like, man. The timing it, and the fucking like just no. The vibe is. And just the great. thing is, obviously, what I think all of us could probably say what what brought us to punk rock is is attitude as much as anything. Things right. played with attitude and right. purpose. But that could still be done badly or it could be done good. Well, that's the thing about and punk rock. Good. What the Ramones taught the world was you didn't need to learn more than fucking three chords, right? Like, you, right. You, it was an attitude, man. It was a fucking grab your instrument, let it the fuck out, you know? And this record totally, right. both these records. But you still have to totally write great, you still have to write great songs and you still got to exactly. play them. It's coming yeah. from somewhere, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, right, it's, it's right. a, and, and the second record in particular was more uh, kind of spoken wordish, you know? Like, uh, and I said this earlier, which is like, it's not my favorite of the two. Um, and it's not, but it's it's definitely fucking. It's still better than a lot of fucking records. Yeah, have. and it's still and it's still just them doing what they want to do. Right, right. Whatever they want to do. Not, right. Yeah. Not, there is not no compromise. Bikini Kill. There was never a compromise. And there's no formula. Yes, and right. I respect that. I respect right. that greatly. And they don't need you, which is the next song. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That that's it. Another great track. Does not require. They I do not require a, your um, justification right. to do what approval. You know, I actually learned something uh, from uh, one of our one of our folks out there outside, uh, Gail, who actually played uh, a show with Bikini Kill back in the nineties. Yeah. So props to Gail. But she was telling me I, I didn't know this. Okay, we didn't have the internet back in ninety five <laughs> or whatever. We did. Well, well, I we, did. I did. I'm, I'm Dominican Barry. We couldn't afford the internet. Oh, uh, go there, are we? <laughs> so, um, but Gail was saying that they would actually before they started their show, they would tell guys to get the fuck out. 
like move to the back of the move room. Move to the back and, and girls, girls to the front. front. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which and that's is a, fucking which is awesome, awesome, man. It like, really is awesome. And right. I'm sure there were guys going like, what? Well, yeah, no, man. I <laughs> what's this, oh, okay. for this, what's this bitch telling me? I pay, I'm going to yeah, be right, right up front yeah. fucking mosh like pit. too fucking shit. bad. You guys, right. have, you guys get, right. get to be the front of every goddamn sh- right. show you've been coming to, yeah. sweating on every I almost want to say that. I don't even play music, but I kind of want to say that. I want to be like, guys, get the fuck to the back. Back. Right. Fuck you. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. Don't need you to say we're cute. Don't need you to say we're all right. Don't need your protection. Don't need to, don't need to kiss goodnight. This, this is so great. This is such a great message for girls. <laughs> don't, need, like, don't need you to say we suck. Yeah, yeah. They don't, right. they, yeah they, don't need they your don't dick to fuck. They don't need uh, approval. They don't need... Uh, I, remember, I remember when I first heard that line, and I was like, wow. This is yeah. <laughs> Nah, that was that was my fucking yeah, like. Your mom, mom walks past the room. She's like, "What did she say?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my mother was. How do you think you got into this? Very part? sexually enlightened by then, sir. Yeah. All right, we don't need. Okay, to, but here's the crux of the ma- here's the crux of the matter in this in this in this he- in verse here. Does it scare you that we don't need you? Does it scare you, boy, that we don't need you? So right. she right, right, right. And I imagine, yes, it does scare many boys. It's kind that of you don't that a girl doesn't need them. It's kind of crazy to me that in 2018, um, you have people that kind of look down on this. So, like, one of the things I wanted to tell you guys earlier was, uh, I was reading this this whole forum about Bikini Kill, and it was very recent. It was like within the last six months, right? Right. And there was this. You know, so like, you have the internet now. I did. I got it. I got it last. <laughs> I got it you. last year, Barry. Good for you. Joe. I got it last year. It's changed my life. Um, but one of the comments that was on there was basically, you know, well, Sonic Youth or Sonic, Bikini Kill promoted prostitution, no, and that's horrible. No, no. And I'm like, what are no. you fucking talking about right, right now? Like, I, really? I know. I mean, they're talking about. There's one song we're gonna get to that I know people have said had a problem with this one but thing. My but my point like, is, like, okay, motherfucker, there's all this content and like right, meaning right, right. to everything else. Right. You know, like, you know, that's what like, that's what you're gonna nitpick on. Right, and grab right. Onto get this the fuck out thing, of yeah. here with people that are, shit. People are so such right, garbage. Right, such garbage they are. people. I hate people. I guess it's a jigsaw youth. Is that the, what, the, the next we move on? <laughs> yeah. I love song. Barry's the only one that's prepared here. I love yes, this. Yes, jigsaw got the youth. Um, He's got notes. Yeah. And this, this is another song that I feel like takes the stance to the next level, which makes people uncomfortable. This is a, this is one of the songs that right. makes people uncomfortable. Well, because it's mentioned in the documentary, Kathleen Hanna, how she supported herself. As she was, uh, um, she worked as a exotic dancer, right? And uh, so did Courtney Love. Yeah, and so we have actually have a, we have a friend in New York who uh, put herself through um, graduate school uh, doing right. that, and right. uh, didn't it? She's she's fine. Hey, here's the thing: if that's what you want to do, and it gets you ahead, I'll try with you. Yeah, yeah. So how That's is that? It. How is that supportive or anything like, like giving someone shit about what they do? I don't do fucking know, man. Listen, I don't get it. I don't. That's what I, you're saying. So this is what made people uncomfortable. She started out the song with, "I can sell my body if I want it. God knows you already sold your mind. I'm, I know I may sell my body for money sometimes, but you can't stop the fire that burns inside of me." It's like, yeah, whatever. That's that's hard to hear, and that's right. hard to hear. But the yeah, basically, it's just it. If if you're gonna say uh, yeah, you could be uh, you could do what you want to do, right. then you you, have you to should walk be able to do you whatever. To you're right. Yeah, yeah. right. She hits it in the uh, about the middle of the song. Won't fit. Won't fit your definitions. Won't fit into your dumb plan. Right. Not, not right. into win the majority. Won't meet your demands. And here's so, the thing. Yeah. That right there is probably some of the truest shit for today for the movement today for women. Like, the vibe that I got was they're shitting on this band because of something that doesn't, doesn't make sense to me, right, really. Right, but, right. yeah, that's... Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's just, always... You people know, want you to all, shit on everything. Yeah, God damn always, it. You always Stop end shitting with, on people. You end up with pure, Tim. purists. It's <laughs> Tim Moffat's fault. <laughs> you end up with purists. I'm sorry, I, just, pure, I caught you in my sight line. Basically, people who become <laughs> puritanical towards one for one viewpoint right. and... They begin to, you know, go and find people to be puritanical against, right? And uh, to find you, you know what have it is. Perspective to... is a motherfucker. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. Perspective is a motherfucker. Like this was released in '92, right? Twenty six years ago. It's 
killing whatever you think you're doing right now. Excellent. Well put, Chuck. And now we got uh, the next song is Resist Psychic Death. And uh, I'd say that's excellent advice. (laughs) (laughs) To resist psychic death? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, this song, this is one of these songs that's not uh, poetic. It's just very powerful and very, it says, your world, not mine, your world, not ours. I will resist with every inch and every breath. I will resist this psychic death. What is she saying, Chuck? What are they saying? Hey, man. <laughs> you know what it is? At this point, it's it's second nature. That's what it is. That's what she's saying. Right. That's what right. it is. Well, she's also um, talking about the belief that there's that people know that there's there's that there's something that you know we have to achieve, and that I know the way that we're going to achieve that. And uh, if you're not doing that way, then you're just not working towards achieving that. So she says, there are more than two ways of thinking. There's more than two w- one way of knowing. There's more than two ways of being. There's more than one way of going somewhere. So she's talking about you know forward movement in, in uh, uh, the uh, uh, arena that she has chosen there. And obviously she has gotten shit from people at that point. Right. So, um, right. This is, this is the record that reflects on what they've already put out, man. That was, you know, the second record. Right, right, right. The second record's always the hard one. You know what I mean? Like, especially if if it's had an impact. Um, yeah, I agree with that. But she's also bothered by it. Silence inside of me, silence inside. You know, she repeats that. Uh, I will resist with every inch and every breath. I will resist this psychic death. So somebody said, you know, someone or maybe more than one person has said to her something like, you know, you got your gist. You're going too far. You need to you need to chill out. You know, you're making us look bad. Right. You're X, X, X. You're doing, you know, right. insert all these annoying things that you're doing. Right. So and she's, you know, it's it hurts. But then Bikini Kill. You have to killed, fight against that. But then Bikini Kill did something amazing. Which a lot of musicians, successful musicians, even if it's... I'm not talking about financial success. I'm talking about impact culturally of what you've released. Right. Right. On their second record, they released probably their best-known song. Which is... Their next song. Rebel Girl. Their hit. The hit. That's the hit. That's the fucking hit. How many bands... How many bands do that? I mean, they already have the, the cultural fucking, you know... Like significance of yeah. like changing minds and fucking you know heads, and then on their second record, which is always you know the sophomore release is always a hard record, right? Yeah. Uh, Weezer's Pinkerton's a good uh, idea, you know. Uh, they put out their fucking. Tim's, they put out Tim's their head. Enough. <laughs> He's got a knife. <laughs> he can't. He can't. Tim don't, cannot don't hold hurt. himself anymore. No, yes, Tim. Tim. No. First of all, don't let's talk hurt about Pinkerton. <laughs> Wait a second. No, let's not. <laughs> no, that is that is a male gaze record. <laughs> Check your white your your freaking white male privilege at the door, sir. Mitzi, I'm wait. sitting and you're looking control down your, on me. Control your man, Mitzi. <laughs> Everything that you have to consider about Bikini Kill, yes. Yes. as far as I'm concerned. Is that Bikini Kill is the black flag of all of those bands, all of the bands that come around that were. Um... We're gonna let you just hang. You gotta come up with the I'm words. Rethink- I'm rethinking having Tim as a guest on, a, on our podcast, a future guest. Yeah, I'm not. He's doing great. <laughs> no, I, lo- I love all of you. But here's the thing Bikini Kill were the hardest, craziest, right. the most yeah. amazing band. Uncompromising because they had no, they had there. There was nothing there that would stop them from doing what they were going to do. That's right. The dudes didn't care, and they were not a part of it. Right. And they were building their own. That's right. Structure their own scene. edifice. Yeah. That, that, that's it. Yes. That's right. They built something out of that. What you know? They like took this. You know, there wasn't anything there, and they were like, oh, well, we're going to do this. Well, I mean, I, you know, I, I flew to San Francisco to go see Bratmobile. They're fantastic. I saw them with Enon at the bottom of the hill 100 years ago. It was so great. But here's the deal. <laughs> we're getting a mic. Bikini Kill, Bikini Kill is the band that kills every other band. There you go. All right. We have- 
<laughs> They're the band yeah. that just straight up kills every other band. They showed up. They said what they had to do. They were done. Much like you, hopefully. <laughs> and that was Tim of Armageddon Man, was, uh, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Hey, Tim I would, I would ask, I would ask this question. Tim what Moffett singer of Black episode. Flag were you referring to, sir? Uh, I, I, w- I would generally be Henry referring Rollins. to Henry Rollins. Yeah. Henry Rollins. Of course he is. He is. Right. Rebel Keith Girl. Morris. Tim's like the Keith Rebel Morris. Girl. Keith Morris. Tim's like the Rebel Girl of guys. <laughs> His, he don't, I can see that. I can see that. Right, so let's talk about Get Rebel the fuck Girl. out of here. Let's, all right, let's talk about Rebel Girl. By yes. the way, we she's, covered Rebel Girl on our last show. Tim thinks he's, With he's the king of our neighborhood. With all the ladies. <laughs> we had all of... We had all of... All the ladies. Did he have some of the high alcohol content <laughs> beer? Of course I did. No, the thing is, you give you give Tim Moffat a microphone, and he he gets possessed. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Uh, if you've so ever you, been an so Armageddon Man show, all right. Hold on, okay. My mom, my sister, they're all ladies. And by the way, I I enjoy ladies. They're very nice. They're wonderful. I have a girlfriend. That's a lady. And by the way, I fucking like ladies. They're very nice, and I appreciate what they have to say. So here you go. (laughs) Mic drop. Welcome to South Florida, everyone. Well, you know what? I was worried that I was going to fuck up. Tim just did, so we're good. All right. Can I just say what I love about... Rebel Girl, getting back to the getting back to the record that we're talking about. Oh, was that what we're is, doing? Is <laughs> ironic because she's saying she's just saying about uh, uh, about this girl that she admires so much and she yeah. wants to support and be queen. That's and, right. And you would think about there was probably so many girls that felt this way That's about right. her because right. of, because yes. of uh, because she of, is the rebel I do, girl. I do yeah. have to tell yeah. you, which is great. I'm, I'm which gonna is be great. I'm gonna be brutally honest right now. Ready? Go ahead, do it. So this is like for More me. Than Tim? This so is you've for been me lying like before. No, no, no. This one song to me is like the smells uh, smells like teen spirit of yeah. Bikini Kill. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's so overplayed. Nah, no, I'm not taking away no, from the I know song. What you're saying, but it is I a, just it actually is a don't. great song. And it, musically, did you notice it sounds a lot like um, yeah, a and, cherry and, bomb? And Nirvana made like cherry th- you know made a lot of money off smells like teen spirit. How much did they make off Rebel Girl? Not a lot, but crickets, and, buddy. And, hey, listen, in my scene, okay, yeah. in my scene, in the Chuck Livid scene. Yeah, <laughs> it's it not is. my favorite Bikini Kill song. Well, yeah, that's All okay. Right. Now, I can see that. Yeah, but no, when I, you hit, when you, when you hit this on that. the record, this they obviously made. Uh, Susan and I were chatting about this. They obviously made an attempt. This was like you can hear production wise, right? And everything right. about this, like when they hit this point, this was like okay, we're gonna try to make this. We're gonna do a, a step up as far as production values right, and right, spending right. time. And they, and, <laughs> they decided to do it at the second to last song on the album, right, which right, is nuts. Right. But yeah, right. But but, it but, actually, but it's one of those songs that does live up to its hype, though, because it actually is not only yeah, but good. but it's more but. More amazingly to me is the fact, and I said this earlier, that it's on their sophomore release. Right, right. Most bands, when they have that hit or whatever you want to fucking consider it, it's always, you know, first record or first major label where they got money to play around with at the studio or something. Um, They did it on their second record, and everything up to that point and everything after that point was still culturally fucking relevant. Um, so yeah, so yeah, I, I mean, I love the song. I just don't want to, if I don't ever hear it again. I'm okay. <laughs> okay, that's cool. And now we get to the final song on the record, "Out of Me," which is like a love song, kind of like a love song, right? Which is kind of kind of weird. Left field. I feel like right. this song comes out of left field. It's a really good right, song right. To, to end the record with. And uh, she says, "It's about being in love. It's about being in hate. It's about not wanting to miss you. It's about wanting you dead." So obviously, it's and this not is very insane. obviously about one person. Oh, to yeah, me, this yeah, is I totally. This is, yeah, this is yeah, about yeah, as autobiographical as you can get. Right, right. right. Um, yeah, but, but, but she's not playing a, a victim in this song at all. No, not at all. Right, right, right. right. She's going to be okay. You know, whatever right. happened with the dude right. in the song, she's going to be okay. Right, right, yeah. So. Uh, I re- oh, no, I don't remember you ever loving me. I remember the back of your head leaving. So, yeah, this is basically, you know. Yep. And she, this is on you, buddy. You want, yeah. you want everything out of me? It's like, fuck you. Right. Fucking, Suck my left one. Fucking great records, man. <laughs> and, and you know what? Um, Kill Rockstars, back when they released this, this was a very smart move of capturing both albums. 
because you have a very good idea of what the band is. Right? Oh, right, and, right. right. That they made uh, it one it, like what right. it covers, and uh, you know, it was it was a fucking brilliant. Brilliant move. It, look what it did to you. It hooked little young Chuck Livid, and it's That's and right. it, and it, it man, it, it fucking opened my horizons, and, and man. Made his life. So. I, yeah, I wouldn't have a kid probably more for this record. Oh, you know, God for Bikini Kill. All right, thank you very much, Chuck thank Livid, you, Chuck. for thank being you, our guys. guest. Thank, thank you, you Laser Wolf. Wolf. Open the door. Thank Open you the guys door for having me. So thank you, Tim. Our illustrious crowd here, everyone. Thank you all for coming our first live thing at Laser Wolf. Thank you, everyone. This is that record got me. Wait, 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 wait. What do we got to do? What do we got to do? So we'll talk about what's next. Oh, next week, God, Rob we're, we're flipping this script. We're doing, we're doing Elton John, Captain Fantastic, and the Brown. Really? Yeah. Wait, was yes, that yes, we was that some psychic a, shit? Because we don't give a fuck either. Because I kept talking about Elton John. Well, you did, and we were like, oh, well, he's gonna be surprised when we bring up next. Holy week's shit, record. that's a great fucking record, man. Damn right, yeah, it's great. it is. Right, it is. I'm glad you said that. All right, everyone, and uh, thanks for Rob having me. That's Barry Stock. That's Chuck Livid. This is That's Record Got Me High. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks. See ya. Brought to you by Is This Tomorrow, the finest in contemporary picto literature. You can find them at isthistomorrow.com or at https colon forward slash forward slash www.facebook.com forward slash is dash this dash tomorrow dash eight three eight three zero six zero eight six eight nine forward slash once again that's is this tomorrow the finest in contemporary pinto literature